0: I don't know maybe it's because i'm getting older but i think being honest and transparent is really healthy for people like me when i was in my 20s and 30s who thinks it just looks so easy when you look around and you hear about people's success i have all these great brands i lost my house i stopped paying my taxes because i i put i i sorry i stopped paying taxes because i put all my money in my business i the irs swept my bank account um i lost my house uh, because I stopped paying my mortgage because I put it all in the business. It was horrifying, horrifying. Uh, but I stuck it out and here I am. But, but it sucked. It was really hard. Nothing is freaking easy. I don't, nothing is easy. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Uh, but that mentality got me here because now I think differently. You know, I think differently and that's what matters.
1: And three, two, one.
2: You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Social Proof Podcast. We're here live in Atlanta with the morning meetup family. We're here, man. We're here. And uh, we, on this podcast, we have conversations with success, people who have real social proof and things that we can point to. And um, we have none other than Mr. Brett Beres here with us today, man. How are you?
0: Uh, fantastic. This is energy for me. This is awesome. Uh, this is awesome. Man,
1: I did not know. Um, so I met you at Rick Ross's house. Yes. That's my stunt. That, I threw that out there so they know I'm cool too. <laughs> But I met you at Rick Ross's house, and um, you went on stage and introduced you as the person who started Bel Air. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was Rick Ross's brand. Mm. Is that your partner?
0: Rick is. Uh, I think he's a lover now. He's everything to me. <laughs> he goes hard with the brand. I thought that was his company. The, and and to be and what you just said is is. When I started this 20 some years ago was my goal. It's all about the brand. It's not about me. If I'm successful, it's because of the brands. So the fact that people think it's, you know, I remember Ace, it's Martha Stewart, or, or Bel Air, Oprah Winfrey, or Rick Ross, or DJ. The fact that people are mentioning all these people, boy, that's a brand. So to me, it's, it's working
1: that's interesting because when you typically think of a brand you think of the person behind the brand but when we think of your brands we think of other people
0: and i i didn't want it to be anything other than uh, to me it's a brand is a living thing it it takes on a personality it takes on an aura you 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 let it breathe you let it you let it uh, uh let it breathe and it finds its audience so the fact that there are so many names that can be tied to it shows it's got a big audience shows that people are connected to it it's like a badge of honor if you end up wearing you're all wearing brands today you're wearing brands you don't own them but it's a badge of some of you do you're wearing your shirt or I'm wearing this is my brand but it's a badge of honor so it's a connection that you've built that you want to tell people, you want to show it off, you want to have something. Uh, we posted a picture yesterday on on Instagram, or Rick did, and then we did of LeBron holding a bottle of Bel Air. Boy, that's a that's huge. But it's a connection that he even has with the brand.
1: And that wasn't that wasn't like a. Did you know he was going to do that? No idea. So that wasn't like a paid advertisement or anything. no idea. And he has his own liquor. He
0: has his own liquor. Yeah. So that's even-
1: <laughs> Oh, we're gonna talk about this branding thing today, but-
0: <laughs> But, but that's, that's what me, to me, brands are. They're living things that you can't control, you know? It's like your kids, you can't control them, but you learn what they're good at, and you figure out what they're good at, and you, you, you help them get into this world and become bigger and bigger until they're self-sufficient.
1: Absolutely. Yes, Joe, are we good, are we done? Are we done here? Okay, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Um, uh, All right, so I do want to go back to, when were you regular? Like a regular person, did you have like a regular job? Did you have?
0: (laughs) I was, so I I had this conversation with a girl this morning who's 22 years old, a friend of a friend's daughter who wanted, uh, she's graduating, she's looking for advice and I was telling her about me. I was the kid who had a million ideas, a million ideas. Problem was I never, I, I, I was always afraid to pick one because maybe that's not the right idea. Maybe that's the right thing to do. So um, that was my biggest issue until, until I picked this, uh, this industry when I was in my 30s. But boy, that time between there sucked because it's mentally exhausting and you don't want to be doing what you're doing. I started out in investment banking. Uh, that's because what everybody else I was around did and wanted to do. Uh, um, but I was, uh, I had a million ideas and didn't do anything.
1: So in your 20s, so you're an investment banker. How long were you doing that? I
0: was an investment banker for uh, a year. I went to University of Florida for two years. I went to NYU for two years. I graduated and joined investment bank. I was there for a year and quit. I wanted to open a bagel shop. <laughs> I did. I wanted because I thought uh, and I had lots of ideas. And I wanted to have a bagel shop in every single corner. Um, and I went to do it with a friend of mine who backed out. And then I got scared. I got scared, like I can't do this by myself. I can't do it. And then I went, to, I went and moved to Taiwan. Uh, and I went and studied Chinese, no idea why. <laughs>
1: You, you know, I guess that was my next question, but
0: no you idea, don't know why you moved this. I was lost. I went and I lived in Asia for five years after that. What did you do for money? Uh, I ended up joining another investment bank in Hong Kong. I worked there for two years, and I learned. I uh, joined a, uh, another a firm. I started with some friends in Singapore, uh, and that was a total of five years living in Asia.
1: Mm. So you were confused just like all of us for a while, I'm trying to figure it out. You have so many ideas, and you're like... When you went to Asia, did you, did you try to answer?
0: No, I, well, I joined, I, I was with, an, uh, there was a group of us who started, I was the junior person on it who started an investment banking firm. Um, and I worked so hard uh, and it, uh, it fizzled, it didn't, it didn't happen. And it, it, one of those things that made me realize even then that Jesus, if I'm gonna screw this up, I want it to be my fault. Sorry, if anybody's gonna screw it up, I want it to be me. I want it to be me, and that's one, that's one takeaway that I took from that, and I take little pieces of everything that's happened to me, but one of the takeaways definitely is, if anybody's gonna F it up, I want it to be me. I want that responsibility. I don't want somebody else to screw it up for me, and it took me a long time to realize what a powerful statement that is.
1: You know, that, that is powerful and very interesting because not everybody thinks like that. Most people would much rather blame it on somebody else so they can say, oh, well, so-and-so let me down or so-and-so took my money.
0: But, but I think for me, it was, I needed, if I'm gonna do, here I'm making, I'm doing all the right things and somebody else is screwing it up. Damn it, I'd rather be the guy making all the decisions for me. Let it be me who screws it up, but it's my thing. It's my thing. Wine and Spirits, is a, it's a connection. It's, 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 uh, uh, it's, the thing, it's one of these things in life that connects people. And it's giving, and it's receiving, and it's consuming, and it's talking, and it's sharing. That's what this industry is. And, that's, and in fact, everybody famous you mentioned tonight, or today to me, is all because of this industry. It's not anything I did. It's that somebody liked my brands and wanted to talk to me about it and talk to me about something that happened with my brand or something that they did. Or I was on a pod, I was on a uh, Ashley, I forgot her name, out of Houston. She's got her own show. Um, and I, re- Brad, I remember 21st birthday when I had a bottle of Bel Air. Like there's something oh, going on God. where these brands are a connection and it's the most amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, Yo, you know what, you're right. Cause I got some college days I remember with Ian J. <laughs> uh, they're not necessarily, y'all too? Yeah, I mean, they weren't positive experiences, but I remember, I
0: I remember this time. Yo, you are absolutely right. It's, there's, it's uh, Rick Ross, I met him because he was, he was at a club in New York and DJ Clue was ordering bottles and he's like, dang, this shit's cool. And Clue's like, I'll introduce you to this guy. And that's how I met him. Like, again, it's the brand. It's not me. It's the brand. The brand, the brand, the brand. If the brand is good, if it tastes good, and for in my in my space, if it tastes good, it looks good, it feels good, it has a feeling, an emotion, boy, it connects. It connects.
1: How do you create that feeling or emotion for a brand? I I can imagine, I guess, in outside of the consumption, maybe, because obviously if, if it's good and it tastes good, it makes you feel good. But for somebody here that has a brand, a, a, a t-shirt brand, a you know, a a service brand. How do you create that connection where people want to spread it to other people
0: for nothing? It's saying no is the most powerful thing you can do in sales. Saying no. Saying no. And it's one of the things, so we jump forward a lot, but it's one of the things that I learned early on, um, a lot of things. I made tons of mistakes and I, I... Everything, every mistake I made the first six years of my business, I take with me going forward. And one of the things is everyone wants shit for free.
1: Give me the edited version, Brett.
0: Sorry. An okay. Do your best. Everybody we'll wants things for free. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
3: That's good.
0: Appreciate it. That was good. But you don't respect it when you give it away. You don't respect the brand. You don't respect... And it, it's like me walking into Rosie's and saying, you know what, before I come and eat here, let me try your French toast first. Like, come on, no one's gonna do that. Yeah. But when you give everything away, it loses its, its, its value. And one of the things that we did, my first brand, I like to say is my most successful brand, but it doesn't exist today. But it's because of that, that, that I learned everything going forward. And I still make mistakes. But little things like hold saying no. It was called. It was a vodka called Three, the number three. It was amazing. It was distilled from soy. Nothing else like it. Really cool looking package. Had a hole in the in the top that you could hold the bottle like a carabiner. Um, it was just a cool brand. But everything, everything I'm talking about, whether it's uh, whether it's uh, 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 if anybody's going to screw it up, I want it to be me. I didn't do it that back then. You tell me to change something, I would change. So, so I, I love telling the story. Bel Air. This brand is going to be, it's, it's about to become the number one premium sparkling or champagne in the United States. We'll be the first brand ever to sell a million cases for a premium wine. Mm. Congratulations. It's enormous. It's bigger than Moet. It's bigger than Vouv. This brand, when I introduced it to our distributors in my industry, said this will never work, Brett. It'll never work. You put it in a black bottle, you can't do that. You can't see the liquid. You're launching rosé first, you can't do that. You got to launch a Brut, which is the traditional champagne. It won't work at that price point. 10 years earlier, I would have changed everything. No, I'm not changing anything. I got to trust my instincts and trust my gut. I think this is the right. Maybe he's got an idea or two that I may change. But no, if I believe in that, I got to stick with it. And it worked. But all my brands, whether it was Ace of Spades, whether it was Doucet, whether it's these brands, no one thought they'd work. Hold
1: on. Duce is yours too? You started that? Yep. <laughs> all right.
0: Okay, because I had some questions on that. All right, so how do you- But, but my, my point is, there's certain things like back then such as trusting your instincts or listening to your guts or saying, no, back then I just give it away, just give it away, you know? And once I started, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that anymore. You got to respect the brand and respect what you're getting. And, and you got to get something for that. If you're just giving, what are you getting? You know what? I guess I would think if I had a, if I had like a, a liquor brand, right?
1: You got to give it to the rappers. You got to give it to the celebrities. I'm sure that's how they approach you. You just tell them no?
4: Yes.
0: <laughs> so David asked me to tell a story, but I'm not going to tell the full story because we have to keep it clean. Yes. Um, but I remember it was it was great. I remember... Uh, And uh, uh, it was All-Star Weekend in Los Angeles. And Jay-Z and LeBron James had this, it was called the Two Kings event. I don't know if anybody remembers this. They used to do it all over. And it was in L.A. this year. And it was an amazing event. Lots of celebrities. And someone very famous. Oh, so Mark Cuban, I went over to Mark Cuban to introduce myself. Because Dallas had just won. They celebrated with Ace. And I said, Mark, Brett Barish, just want to introduce myself Ace of Spades. And he's like, oh, my God, I love the brand. And I said, thanks. And I just walked away. And I'm talking to um, some friends. And all of a sudden I get to tap on my shoulder and it's Mark Cuban. And he says, uh, Brett, I wanted to introduce you to so-and-so who's the biggest actor in the world. And he loves your brand. And I said, great. And so I walk over. I'm like, this is really cool. You know, Mark Cuban, he's introducing me. And, and uh, he says, you know, so-and-so. And he says, and, uh, this is Brett Berry, Jason Spades. And he says, um, oh, that's great. Can you throw me a few bottles?
1: Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts.
0: And I said, I said, no, I said, well, it's it's a real small production. We don't make a lot. Yeah, 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 I know. Just throw me a few bottles. I said, well, we don't really make. He's like, yeah, I know. And I said, listen, I'm gonna tell you what my mom would want me to tell you. I can't do it. Mm. <laughs> and I said here's my information if I could do anything let me know and I remember going back to the hotel that night and my head of PR is like you're nuts Brett this is crazy three months later I think he spent like a half a million dollars on the brand <laughs> the yeah. but but saying no is a powerful thing you know it's you can't do everything for everybody. You can't be at everybody's event. You can't be everybody's sponsor. You can't. It's just, you'll go out of business. You got to make money. Yeah. I know y'all came here for free, but next time.
1: <laughs> so, I was just, I was just. Okay. So you, you, you come is, so what was the first brand that you started? Cause you're, I guess, bun- bouncing around ideas. What was the first idea that you had? It, was,
0: it was this brand called Three. Uh, nothing like it. It was completely different. Maxim Magazine, because it's made from soy, called it that, back then, they called it the healthiest way to get blank-faced. <laughs> uh, it was an amazing brand. But, uh, but there, again, I get back to, it was so bad, and I, I like telling, I have my own little thing I do called self-made, and I like telling I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting older, but I think being honest and transparent is really healthy for people like me when I was in my 20s and 30s, who thinks it just looks so easy. When you look around and you hear about people's success, I have all these great brands. I lost my house. I stopped paying my taxes, because I, I, I put, I, I, sorry, I stopped paying taxes, because I put all my money in my business. I, the IRS swept my bank account. Um, I lost my house. Uh, Because I stopped paying my mortgage because I put it all in the business. It was horrifying horrifying Uh, but I stuck it out and here I am but But it sucked. It was really hard. Nothing is freaking easy. I don't nothing is easy If it was easy everyone would be doing it Uh, But that mentality got me here because now I think differently You know, I think differently and that's what matters. So
1: tell me about the development of three um, what made you want to go with the soy and all that kind of stuff? just I
0: just it was I need to do things differently I need the story to be different I need the product to be better um, it's it's no different than any of my other brands I the first thing I focus on with any of my brands is the taste whatever category I'm entering i I there's there's the competitors I'm after I need to be better than them forget the celebrity forget the promotion forget anything if it's not if bamboo isn't better than then it's competitors, uh, all the other rums in the category, even cognacs, because that's what I'm after too with this brand. If you, if, if you, li- if you drink it you don't like it, you're not going to come back. Who cares who supports it? You're not going to like it. So the taste, the taste, the taste. And then the package. I need the package to be beautiful and special. I can't compete with the Bricardis and the Diageos and the, the Pernod Cards, the big liquor companies. I need something that's going to stand out. That My goal is if you buy this brand, you need two bottles, one on your shelf and one to drink. Mm. When it's empty, when it's
1: real quick, does anybody have a bottle of Bel Air that you haven't drank but you just keep it on? That's crazy. Why do you do it? Can I just know why? Because it's pretty,
0: because it looks good. It's for decoration. You built a but, brand, but, but that's what that's what I want. I want to know, like. I you know this brand McQueen that the cap is weighted on purpose it's big and heavy we're the only brand probably in the whole world that has a poem on the back of the bottle there's a poem about this rock and roll band called uh, uh, McQueen and the Violet Fog which is the name of the brand um, it's two different distillation methods masterization and vapor infusion 21 different botanicals it's a gin it's got the highest rating I need all the bells and whistles I need to feel like this is the best possible thing in the world to be able to, to, to birth it to the world. Otherwise, if it's not, I don't believe it. I don't believe wow. it.
1: You put a poem on it. I can imagine somebody like really drinking and like turn around like, this is a moment that I'm having with this bottle. The poem, <laughs> the feeling, but, that is genius.
0: But whether, you know, there are people who will say, no, it, it doesn't mean anything. But maybe there's one person where it connects with, where that's, they become loyal because of it. You know, so to me, every little thing matters. There's no paper on this one. There's no paper. It's all silkscreen. Silkscreen. There's a X on the bottom of the bottle. It's heavy on purpose. The cork is the longest cork in the industry. I want to bite it like a pirate if you're pulling it out. Like everything has to have. I don't know. For me, it's. I'm anal as hell because if you buy it, I want to look in the eye and I feel good that I'm giving you something so special. That I believe in this. It's everything I've ever put into it. It's real. This isn't. This isn't birthed by some giant corporation in a lab. You know, this is blood, sweat, and tears put into this. How? Uh,
1: what was the process of de- developing three? Because this is, uh, you don't know anything about the industry. I mean, your father was in it. So, where do you start? Square one after idea.
0: Well, it, it, for me. The ideas, I, I wouldn't focus on a brand. It's all the brands are the same. I may have an idea for a name. God, I like that name. That's a cool name. I don't know what it is. I'm going to hold on to that. Maybe I have an idea for a bottle, a design, something different, something unique. Okay, I'm going to hold on to that. Um, then the category the, that we're entering, I drink. I'm a, I drink. I'm a consumer. I want to drink this stuff. Um, I get hooked I want to try I want to try I was never a gin drinker I started drinking 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 and I start thinking what's gonna be different what do I want it to taste like what do I want it to feel like and then I start doing research based on where products are produced and why are they produced so this brand we produced in Barbados we chose Barbados because It's the original rum island. I didn't even know that. You don't have to filter water. It acts like a natural aquifer, so it filters itself. We brought my wine experience in where there's eight different sugar canes from eight different countries. Every sugar cane tastes different. So why not blend it? So everything is... It's, it's the same for me. It's, it's gut feeling. It's trying things. But it's picking different spots, and then it comes together eventually.
1: Goodness. Okay, so what happened? So you're going through this process with Three. You launch it. Obviously, you got it in a magazine. What happened? Why didn't it work
0: out? Uh, be, there's so many reasons. Um, because I, uh, I listened to everyone else. And it's too many things to go into, meaning I listen mm. to my industry tell me how to sell it. Tell me how to market it. Tell me how to price it. All the things I shouldn't have done. Everybody who asked, if you asked for a promotion, I'd give you every single, anybody in here I'd give product to. Every event I'd give product to. I went and launched it in Vegas. Everyone says, you got to go to Vegas to launch brands. Got to, because they're going to they're gonna see it in Vegas and go home and buy it. No one does that.
2: <laughs> no one does that.
0: No one does that. No one goes home and goes find a product and go buy it. So it's little things, or, or even today as an example, sometimes, I don't mean this in a bad way, sometimes not having a plan is a great plan. Mm. All right, y'all, okay, All right. Let me tell you why this is happening,
1: okay? I missed the joke. Y'all need to calm down, I know. So I gave them this whole presentation about how they need to figure out how they're going to get to their goal, like planning out, spending some time. But, all right, I, all right, all right.
0: Can we get back to the interview, please? But the key, the key is the key is the key to me. In, you know, when we were at Rick's house and listening to people talk, the key is not about everyone's opinion and you got to do what everyone says. The key is you got to find what speaks to you. What resonates. So for me, that means in our industry, in my industry, there's a saying, you build it on-premise. On-premise is bars and restaurants. You build it on-premise so if the consumer buys a drink, then they go to the retailer and buy it. That's how all brands are built. So when I launched this brand, Bel Air, we we saw that the retail loved it, loved it. So had I had, I know where my North Star is, like I created a great product, it's great, now I gotta figure out who's my audience. I don't know, I don't know yet, I don't know how it's gonna sell, I don't know how it's gonna do it, but this is planned, this is done, but I put it out there and then we saw, wow, retail really likes this. It's eight years later, we're still doing retail and we're gonna sell a million cases. Had I stuck to a plan for a year of focusing on on premise, I'd be screwed. So you can have a North Star. You, know, you can have where you think you're going to go, but, but pivot. You know. I, I like, There's a saying, I, I was watching a TV show. Um, I don't know if any of this is helpful, but I was watching a TV show and uh, they had a comedian on. And I think business should be like improv, like a comedian. If a comedian gets on stage and says a joke today, the comedian is assessing how their audience reacts to the joke. Then he comes back tomorrow night and tells the same joke again but does a little bit something else to it and assesses how the audience reacts to it, reacts to it and then does it again and keeps getting better and better. That's what business is. You, you put it out there, you see what's happening and then you pivot a little bit and pivot a little bit and that's what I didn't do back then and I stuck to things and I held true to things based on what, what's normal or what's done or what's true. Now I don't do that, you know, I just let it breathe. This brand is the number one on-premise brand in Czech Republic. This brand is the number one, sorry, number one rum on-premise in Czech Republic. This brand is the number one rum in Belgium because it's retail. Every market's different. I don't care, I'm selling. I don't care. This brand's the number one premium rum in Canada. I've never been there. Had I not let it go in Canada, I never would have known that. So he just if if I held to, we're only going to do it here, we're only going to do it this way, I never would have learned about brands or what I to thought, do. I
1: thought this kind of was starting in a club, though. Bel Air, you didn't start that in a club?
0: Nope, not at all. Retail, retail, retail.
1: Golly, I, I don't ever remember, like, passing it in Kroger. like.
0: but But watch, though. But, David, watch. The industry would say... Wow, this is champagne, you gotta get this in the clubs. You gotta get it in the clubs. If you're not in there, it's not gonna move. I'm not in the clubs, I'm not. I will be, but there's no rush, there's no rush. But I, I think of it as, as a, a silly example, but a good one. I, I told you I have six kids. So one of my kids, my son is eight. Unbelievable at math, unbelievable at reading. My daughter is seven. Unbelievable artist she can draw better than anything. She's she can sing my son can't sing is a terrible artist (laughs) My daughter can't read or write horrible (laughs) But so what do we do as parents you push them at what they're good at Mm. And you backfill in what they're not good at. That's what brands are. That's what we are is to me business people. It's like Where's it working and just go at it and then you backfill later at the other stuff because you can't be good at everything at once. It's not, I don't have enough money. I don't have money to do, be good at everything. So to me, all these things I say is just, is over time, just kind of learning what works for me.
1: So good. How did you know three was over?
0: Um, it's the most, well, it's a combination of things. One, I was launching Ace. I Simultaneously. saw- Simultaneously. Uh, no, they weren't at the same time. Three was, well, no, Three was out for years. And then Ace was the next brand. And that's the other thing that's very hard, letting go something, right? Letting go, you, you can't hold on to things just just because. So to me it's, I, I don't have, David, I don't have all the money, I don't. So I had to make a decision, what do I wanna focus on? Where do I put on put my limited resources? And I put it in Ace.
1: Mm-hmm. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof. netsuite.com slash social proof.
0: But the difference between Ace and three, there's no difference in the brands. They're great brands. It's how I went to market, how I did things, how I respected no, how I trusted my instincts how I how all those things that i just said pivoted, it flipped, and it's been the same ever since.
1: So when you start, so you're, you're saying, I'm gonna take all my resources and put it in the of page, right? Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that was an expensive process because it doesn't, it's not a cheap bottle, like no. the bottle itself is Correct. expensive. So how did you build that from concept to obviously selling it?
0: I had, well, <laughs> I had investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can suck, that can suck. Really? Um, suck. And uh, watch, they're, they're going to hear about did it. Did you
1: tell, did you, <laughs> will you take people's money, right? Um, is the biggest issue they feel they have control over the direction?
0: Well, our, i th- I'll, I'll jump ahead and answer your question. I eventually bought out the financial investors and had I not, none of this would have existed. Because what I'm saying doesn't seem, in some cases, the typical way. Right? It's not rational. It's not normal. But it worked. And they don't have the patience I have, or they don't have the mentality I have, or, or you know, when, when, when um, uh, there was—I'm jumping around, so forgive me. It's okay. We're good. We're um, there was a moment when these investors wanted to wind up the company so it was right around ace was just about to be birthed and they had enough and I remember calling my mother and my mom is my rock if you ask me who's the most important person in my life it's my mother she's she is you all need this group is your hero you know the morning calls your hero that she was my hero Uh, and I said to her they wanted to wind up the company uh, my dad was on that call. He wanted to do it. I'm sorry,
1: before you get there, because I don't want to lose this question, why did they want to... Like, because it wasn't going well.
0: Because everyone had enough. Everyone had enough.
1: Of like following your way. Correct. Because I can imagine
0: your way isn't traditional. I know there... No, but back then it was... I think back then it was... I hadn't pivoted yet, if that makes sense. Let's explain Meaning I was... Well, let me, let me say what happened. So I remember calling my mother and saying, you know what, if I can just survive, meaning have enough money to live on, I'm happy. I found what I'm happy with. And that moment slowed everything down for me, meaning it's not about the money. There's no rush to success. It, it's going to happen. Don't worry about it. You need to have those moments of realization, at least I did, in order to start moving ahead. And fortunately, they let me put more money in. um, And then Ace came out and was hugely successful. And I bought them out. Um, But it's a process. Everything is a process to me. Everything is a learning curve for me. Every day I make mistakes. I love it. I tell my team this, but you gotta try, because then you're gonna learn from this.
1: Got you. We can clap that up. We can clap that up <laughs> if, if it resonates. So long story short, I won't get into the semantics of like the sale, right? Because I mean, I want to, but I'm not. So after that, right, I would think, okay, I cashed out. So I'm done.
0: M- my, my issue was I didn't have, I, I trust me, I grew up well, but I didn't have the money to launch and own all these brands by myself it's not possible i don't have that kind of money and i sold ace uh and i it's the hardest thing i've ever had to do because it's like selling a child it was the best thing i could possibly do because it allowed me to have money for the first time and now i get to launch all these brands that i never had before that i had ideas of that i could do so for me it's about getting up the ladder
1: so when you got the money, did you say, wow, I built the brand, got the money, I'm successful? Or was your first thought, man, I get to put money into these other ideas?
0: I get to put money into these other ideas. I get to keep doing this. I get to prove all those MFers wrong. <laughs> um, you didn't take a year off to, like, bask in your success? or No, because the thing that I was most afraid of is not having another idea. They're always going to be there. You're always going to have another one. And that's what happened. I had another one. I had Doucet. I had another one. I had Bel Air. I had another one. I have Bamboo. That's interesting. So Ace
1: Spade built build it. And then the next thing you build is Ducey?
0: Ducey I had. So Ducey was started, again, same thing. I didn't have enough money. So I ended up partnering with uh, Bacardi. So I couldn't do it myself. So this brand, I had a bunch of brands. Bamboo was one of them. So if you don't know, this is my rum. It's the number one premium rum in the United States. Well, um,
1: first off, Brett. Marketing is just in you, right? So every, well, every few minutes, he's going to be like, hey, we're going to tell a story about this one, okay? I need to, I need to but, learn that. But, like, this is, but, you, you
0: are so but, passionate for, about this, but man. But forget that. The I take, love it. The takeaway is, in my, my industry, so you're all, you all have your industry you focus on. My industry said, don't do this. Hmm. They said, don't do Bel Air. They laughed at Ace. No way, you can't compete with Cristal and Dom and Krug. You can't compete with, with the Bocardis and the Captain Morgans. So to me, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway.
1: Yeah, I, you really, really love this stuff. It seems like you, like it ain't about the money anymore. It's like you just have an insatiable desire to act on your ideas, have it win.
0: I think we all have DR our demons. Right? We all have our demons. I think pro- mine is, and it still happens. People telling me you can't do it. You can't do it. You, you're not going to be successful. I, I don't want it. It still happens to me, and I, I hate it. Um, but I want to, I want to, I, I think what I've created is better than everyone else's. I want the world to have it. I want to build it. So that to me, it's telling the 22 year old girl who I talked to today about career advice. Because uh, I wish someone like me was there for her. If that makes sense, so I was the kid with lots of ideas. I was with you know, but uh, um, lots of ideas, lots of ideas where I didn't execute because I f- I thought I couldn't do it. Okay. I, someone saying don't do it. Someone saying it's not going to work. Someone it's it sucks hearing that. Did you it sucks. like
1: did you go through like some sort of maybe trauma as a kid where someone told you no? And that's where that comes from? Do you think of anything? I
0: think uh, uh, there's a good chance my father will watch. It definitely comes from him. Really? Yeah. But I think we all have our, uh, I love him to death. My work ethic, everything comes from him. But was there a
1: moment that you can remember?
0: Oh, there's, but it's just as a kid, if you want to do something and you're told no, it's, it's demoralizing. But I think that's anything. I think. I, I was thinking today, I was wearing my self-made shirt, and if you asked, because I was thinking, what does self-made mean to me? And I realized one thing it means is, if you rely on yourself, you'll never let yourself down. If you wait for other people, you're always gonna be disappointed. If they come through, God bless. It's awesome, but if you don't do it yourself, you gotta be able to do it yourself and be self-sufficient. It sucks, but at least you know you're gonna get the shit the, the stuff done. That's right.
1: Promo code, big deal at checkout, and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer. Okay, I'll see you at the summit, and don't forget to use promo code Big (laughs) Deal. Yo, this is so good. Like you're just your approach on life and your outlook on just how you see the world in terms of the way you put so much into your brand. And I'm thinking to myself, man, do I put this much love and passion and feeling and emotion? It seems like you put a lot of emotion into your brand. And I don't know if I do.
0: I I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, you know what it is? It's, You're you're telling me I have it? I have no idea, because it's just me. Meaning, and I maybe maybe I should take it this way. Like I I always tell, I I love this story. I interviewed Rhapsody, though you know everyone knows Rhapsody. Rhapsody told me, Brett, if I she was at the point where, uh, if she just had enough money to get to the studio, she's happy. Like, like once you get to that point in life, everything is just easy everything is easy um so to me it's you know it's just it just is it's just is. this is
1: actually uh brilliant so you're saying when you started with the black bottle they said it wouldn't work because it's a black bottle you can't see what you're drinking because it's
0: different it's different so people don't like industry doesn't like different but different is why we all exist. That's why new companies exist. That's why everything changes, Is different. But every single brand I've ever done, oh my God. We're in Georgia, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our first, my first distributor meeting with Ace of Spades, I showed the distributor, and I love my distributor here. Um, he's like, you are nuts. You're not gonna sell anything. You're gonna sell five cases. He couldn't believe it. I think we sold 500 the first year, which is Insane. They didn't believe in it. Second brand, Bel Air. Guys, come on, Moet and Veuve, are you kidding me? Oh, Jesus. We're doing, I don't know, 30, 40,000 cases here. Then Bamboo comes along. Come on, premium rum, Brett? We're enormous now. Like, at some point, I'm just waiting for them. stop asking me, just take it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my motivation.
1: Try the morning meetup today for just one dollar. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's the morningmeetup.com. Yo, that's let me let me ask motivation. you though. Know, it it's almost like if they accept it, you'd be like, ah, what's wrong with it? You know no. what I mean? Like, like if they say, oh, this is a great idea, you're like, ah, it's not different enough. <laughs> no, because I really are like, I'm starting to like think about some things that I wanna do, and I think that's gonna be my approach. No, I,
0: I think cause you it's just to can you want people, I how to say it. You, if you can get them behind you sooner, you're gonna get there faster. You will, but if you got to convince, I gotta convince you that this is all right, fine, I'll go show you, I'll show you it works, and then you can take all the credit. Gotcha, and that's what usually happens.
1: I seen, and I don't know if this is really good branding on your part. I saw, I don't know, it's like. What do they call Black Bottle Boys? Mm. Is that
0: a, did you put that together? So that's another great example of watch what's going on out in the world because you learn. So um, my example, uh, uh, when we built Ace, we didn't have social media. It didn't exist. We, uh, we built it through traditional PR, so magazines writing about it, newspapers, then there were blogs. And then social media started coming, in, Instagram and et cetera. And uh, I remember someone on our team saw somebody created Black Bottle Boys. And then we saw somebody else created Beller Girls, Beller Boys. And we're like, well, we, this is really cool. Let's pick one. So we picked Black Bottle Boys. But the consumer built that. Oh, they created that. They created that. So to me, this is where, again, I, I love social media because you, you get to see how people are reacting to it and then lean into them. There was an artist I interviewed, uh, Russ. Um, big artist. Russ would go on uh, Is it Sound SoundClouded and he would see where his fans were and then go there. So he saw he had fans in Washington, the state of Washington. He has no idea why, but he'd go there and build his fan base. He saw he had fans in, in the in Middle East. They all thought he was Middle Eastern. He's not. But he had fans there. He'd go there and build them. But that's genius. So you go where you're where you're succeeding, who cares if it's in Iowa or Tennessee? It doesn't matter. As long as you're fueling that fire, you can fight another day because you're going to make money and keep going. That's how I see it.
1: Brett, do you do other stuff outside of spirits?
0: No. (laughs) No? Uh, um, Would I? I would, but have not done it yet. What are you interested in? Oh, anything brand related. Anything brand related. I'm an idea guy, I love brands. Anything that's, uh, just brands.
1: Do people come to you and ask you for like, to invest in their idea, invest in their brands?
0: Uh, somewhat, oh. somewhat. Um, but no, I just, uh, I don't know. I'm in my own bag, I'm yeah. in my own world.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll just ask in this case I come up with something. You know, you have my <laughs> I have an idea for you, Brett. Um, so, with, with uh, Bel Air, right, just hugely successful, we, I, I, I do want to, like, kind of lean into how this brand gets built. Do you have a marketing team? Do you have a, a, a team of people that say this would be cool research, or is it all coming from your own head?
0: It's, uh, it's gut. It's, we have a marketing team. Um, about 10 people were growing. Um, it's just ideas. It's- Do you have an idea team? No, the, it's, I have a philosophy. It it doesn't matter whose idea it is, just execute the good ones. So we, we get, it doesn't matter where they come from. It, it, I'll take anything. I'm, I, it doesn't matter. So it's just executing good ideas. Um, uh. And I see you're in, the, like, the, the,
1: I guess not podcasting, but, like, interview space now. I've been seeing that. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I do. I did it. So one of the things, and it's learning about who we are as a company, and one of the things I realized is if you go on our Instagram, we have a lot of followers, which is great, on our our sites. I think Bel Air has the most on any consumer, wine, or spirit. But people are, if you go on other people's, they're holding bottles. And these Bottles mean something just like they mean something to me. It means I did something, I achieved something, I've had success. That's what it means, you wanna show it off. And to me it meant this idea of I self-made. Not you've done it just by yourself, but the idea that you've achieved something. So this is where it gets back to, I wanted, I didn't, I don't find it motivating to hear about people's success. I love hearing about from someone like me, what's the shit you, sorry, What's the stuff you went through? It was hard. That was difficult because then I can appreciate that because that feels very real to me. It gives me a chance. How's that? Yeah. Um, so when I interview people, whether it's Rick Ross or Post Malone or Post, you know, hearing Post and this is before he was—I think he had one song, White Iverson at the time. You know, people made fun of him because he'd wear suits to school. You know, because that's what his dad dressed, and he wanted to wear suits, and he's different. Like just hearing these little stories of ridicule or, or deficiency or struggle, I get motivated by it. So that's the stuff I think other people may be interested in. So I like doing this.
1: Give me a story of your deficiency or like something you're just, Not def- well. you're talking about your kids
0: already. You no, <laughs> uh, to me, like I said, to me, I think what's relevant is this didn't happen
4: overnight.
0: This is, you know, my success came ten years ago out of twenty-two years of doing this business. Mm. My hell was, you know, uh, again losing. I back then they had a marshal come and lock your door when they fore, foreclosed on the house. You know, I had to, I my who's my wife now? I had to put my salary in her bank account because, as I said, the IRS swept my account. Oh wow! It was the only way I had money, but like it sucked. When I look back, it's it's great. I mean, it's a good feeling, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy.
1: Yeah, we haven't talked about this one. This is very interesting. Is it Villain? V i l l o. Villon.
0: Villon. Villon. Some people call it Villain. It's a it's named after. Uh, his name was Francois Villon. He was a 14th century French poet, who. Um, he was an iconoclast. He went against the grain. He was different. He, went, he fought against, you know, the government back then and the police back then. He was ultimately killed by a monk, uh, um, <laughs> but he's, it's a unique, but again, every brand needs story. All my brands have stories, uh, but it competes in the cognac category against Rémy and Hennessy and Cavassier and other liqueurs, Grand Manier. Um, it's my newest child so uh, that just came out in the past six months. So try it. It's unlike anything else. Wow. This is awesome, man. This is awesome. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> this is the hottest brand in the country, Winer Spirits. And they told us, don't do it. Like Why are they saying don't do it? Because... It's people don't like change. People don't like this is again, this is, you know, uh, everyone thinks they're the smart one. Every my mistake years ago was I believed everyone was smarter than me.
5: Mm. Everyone's
0: smarter than me, everyone knows it better, everybody you gotta trust your instincts.
1: You know what? I I don't know this is not a therapy session, but I deal with that a lot. Especially if someone's had more success than you, right? They've been more financially successful. It's like, what's the line between, okay, they've done something well. They know what they're doing versus, or okay, I haven't done anything well just yet. Whose advice do I trust? How do I manage that? You, Anybody else deal with that?
0: You don't. <laughs> the, the first thing you do is don't think everyone else is smarter than you because they're not. They're not. But again, you may, they may tell you something that, you know what, that's interesting. Maybe I should do it like this or try something. But Jesus, if you're getting into a space yourself, you're doing it for your reasons. They're not going to, they're not going to, I had, it's a fun story. Um, I had an investment banker come and see me. He runs a giant investment house, huge. And he was talking about Bel Air with me and he's he's telling me, I hear I'm thinking I'm I'm growing, things are great, we're in 80 countries, all this stuff's going on. And he says, Brett, you're growing too fast.
4: Like,
1: what
0: does that mean? And I said, what are you talking about? He says, you're growing too fast. I said, growing too fast? He says, you know, if you ever wanna sell, you're not giving the other person a chance to think what it can do. And I said, but I'm proving it out. I'm showing it works. He's like, no, this is not the way you should do it. And I'm thinking, God, well, he's, he's smarter than me. He runs this giant investment bank. He, he talks to, he does multi-billion dollar deals. And I remember putting my head down and I'm like, oh my God, am I really doing this wrong? And then he says, you know, we own a liquor company, a brand. And I said, you do? And he says, yeah. And, uh, and he turns to his two underlings and he says, should we tell them what we own? And... And then before the two could say anything, he says, "We own," and I can't say the name. We own blank. And I go, "You own that piece of shit." <laughs> but at that moment, <laughs> my brother, my brother was in the meeting. He's like, "Oh my god!" And the guy got really defensive. I mean, he's he's I'll literally. defensive he's too, He's in. He's in. He's in newspapers and articles all the time, this guy. But it hit me again. Brett, I did it again. I'm listening to somebody else because I'm thinking they're smarter than me. Mm. They're not. They're not. They're not.
1: Wow. Him 500, you're not smarter than me. I be thinking about that every time I talk to him. I'm like, this guy's so smarter than me. I'm going to approach it differently. Okay? You're not all that smart. care about your little plane. You know what I mean? Anywho. I want to I do this. Um, first off, I am really, really inspired. And what I'm taking away is trust my weird. I'll be thinking about oh, some yeah. weird stuff, bro. And I'm like, this will be amazing. But, but in, like, when you're formulating, you're like, yo, how am I going to do this? And people are, are going to like it and accept it.
0: Inspired me. Uh, the cover of my presentation, of every presentation in our company, when we give a presentation to distributors or retailers, is a collage of maybe 12 pictures of my 91 year old mother. And every, she's rollerblades, she's still rollerblades at 91. Oh, every wow. single picture, every single picture is she's got a, a Bel Air hat on, a bamboo shirt on, a Vion sweat, wow. uh, sweatshirt. She's got her own business card. She's fearless. What does the business card say? It, it it just she doesn't want anything on it, but it says Molly Balberich. But anyway, right. <laughs> she'll, she'll go up to any everybody. But it says on that slide across all those pictures, we are different, mm. and the point is that's okay. We're I don't know how it works in any other company. I know it, it's working for me, and that's okay. I love it. I but love I think it. you can. I think you can actually, and I think my point to that is also you can own, like you can. You can be different and still succeed your own way. Yeah, I like that. Clap
1: that up, y'all. <laughs> Look, and I want to. Um, I, I have a few more questions, but um, I think it would only be right if we let you guys ask a few questions. So we got about eighteen minutes. Um, we go on, We go. We going to my girl Kels. Right there. Um, so she actually has a brand called Do It Ugly. Can we put the camera on? Yeah. She has a brand called Do It Ugly. And um, it's, re- it's really, really cool. Like, cause she, does, she does it ugly. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You just do it. So, Kels, what is your question?
3: Uh, thank you so much for coming to speak with us. Um, so in my industry, uh, I listen to uh, Corey Arbinger. He's the owner of Support Black Colleges. And one of the things they speak of is influencer marketing. Right. And so the purpose of my brand is, as Dave said, it's to cur- encourage people to do things ugly. Progression over perfection. Don't worry about what it's going to look like. You just have to start. And so I'm listening to you and you mentioned it wasn't so much about the celebrities holding up the bottle. So how do I do that because i rick ross believe it or not has had on my shirt so how do i do that without focusing so much on the influencers how do i grow my brand i I think
0: don't get me wrong i think influencers have a huge effect there's no question sure so whether that's coke paying you know uh cindy crawford Justin bieber to be a spokesperson or or someone posting the thing that I have a hard time with is, and I, again, we have lots of celebrities, I have, if you ask me, Brett, who, who can have an effect on my brand? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. You know, for, for I, I remember for, how do I say this? Uh, there are so many artists who've had liquor brands. Mm-hmm. I could name a hundred brands that artists have had that have failed, failed. And they were the spokesperson. So to me, the key is finding people who or who literally believe in, like they get it. They they wanna be involved. Everybody we work with, everybody we work with, I have a relationship, I've met them, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get in their soul, I wanna be friends with them, mm-hmm. I wanna have something that exists longer than a transaction.
5: Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it's a
0: transaction, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Because it's not real, then. Wow. Mm. Wow! That's does cool. that answer your question? Yes, sir,
3: it yeah. does. So much.
0: All right, next up. And do me a favor. If you spoke
1: earlier today. No. Ariel, really I love kidding. you. I know. But we've got to give everybody else a chance. I love you, though. You know I love you. I keep going. Are you the only one? Okay, I'm not going to signal you out, then. All right, see. I spoke yes. earlier today too. Oh, so yeah. I be so, honest. please, please give me a chance just for everybody. Then we'll do it again next time, okay? All right. All right. So, who's next in line that did not get a chance to come to the mic yet? See, I actually learned that from Brynn. You know what I mean? Go for it.
3: Hello. Hi. My name is Akilah. i Mrs. Cashflows on IG. Um, I just have a question How is it that you remain confident? when people in these big wigs are telling you no. I know you said that you just started to believe in yourself, what process brought you to that understanding? Or, because it's happening over and over again, so how do you remain true to yourself over and over again?
0: It's a really good question. Um, I don't, I think it's, uh, The hardest thing in life is taking, it's really easy giving advice, right? It's really yeah. easy telling a friend or telling somebody, this is what you should do. It's really hard to take your own advice. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, like, it's constantly it, it's constantly remembering things or fight, you gotta fight through it. You gotta fight through it. And you need those moments where, you know, <laughs> those, you, You need those moments where it happens again. And you got to, because you keep forgetting. You think other things. I I don't know how I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Um, You have to keep telling yourself. You have to keep reminding yourself. You have to. That I know what I'm doing. That I'm doing it the right way. Don't worry about those other people. Again, it gets back to if anybody's going to screw this up, I want it to be me.
3: Do you have, like, a, a spiritual process
5: of
2: any sort?
0: No. Um, you meditate, don't you? <laughs> does it, just because I look like you this doesn't matter. I hate to <laughs> ain't the, ain't the profile you, but... No. <laughs> you, you know what I do? What I do, which has really helped me a lot, and it's the strangest thing, is I walk. Every day Ah. I walk an hour to two hours, every day in the morning. Mm. But just that idea of getting rid of all the anxiety and the, the, just the energy out. And if I don't do it, I feel like crap. But
3: that helps me greatly. Awesome, thank you. Sure, Good. good, good. So, my name is Kobe. Um, I'm the creator of Mills from the Mother, and basically, that's just surrounded by really eating from Mother Nature so we can heal ourselves naturally outside of what they give us that actually don't really heal us. It just sends us back needing more treatment. But nonetheless, um, I have that, and that came from my health journey on like healing myself from like ovarian cysts and things like that just by changing what I ate. But out of that, I rebirth and really got to know my purpose. And I had this other brand that I want to build um, that came to me spiritually. So nonetheless, how do you choose an idea when you, when they both sing to you? Like, how do you know which one to go first? Because you said you had a lot of yep. ideas. So how did you know when to pull it's, the trigger?
0: It's it's a feeling. It's got, what do you want to do first? It's believing in it, you know? Um, uh, I have a tequila as an example it doesn't exist yet. I have not figured out how to make it better. Mm. It doesn't I don't want to just do it to do it. So therefore mm-hmm. something else for example this brand I feel good about. I can mm-hmm. look into the market, I can tell people, I can have confidence in it. So it's more about picking what feels like boy that has it all. You know, you can get behind it. Because to me brands are, you have to, they're a real thing, so yeah. you got to believe in it. So it's what, you, what your gut tells you is, is going to make the most sense.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that, because I feel like you want to do all the things you want to do. And like, knowing when to focus on one and then let something else but you, born in a beautiful to way. Me,
0: and again, my, my mistake was never choosing one, um, but it'll never go away, meaning that other thing. Mm, it'll yeah. never go away. I had, when I had Ace, I had three brands sitting there. I had Doucet, I had Bamboo, and I had this tequila. Guess what? The has come out, look what's happened. Doucet came out, look what's happened. Like, mm. it'll happen. You just gotta start with one. Okay. Pick and run. Thank you. Pick and run, I like that. Yeah.
2: Hi, I am Shannon Williams, your favorite tax strategist at The Real Shannon Williams. My question is, when you are Setting your pricing right and you know that your price is higher than others Thank you well, high challenge um, But you know your prices are higher than others So what are you telling yourself to remain true to that price when you see that? Maybe other people are spending less because it's less you know what I mean, so
0: I, Well the way you, I uh, what are you saying
2: to justify it to yourself
0: the easiest thing in every in my again in my space the easiest way people sell is reduce your price reduce your price you'll sell more Mm -hmm. you gotta hold you gotta hold because that's brand building Mm -hmm. right that's brand building is holding your price (laughs) holding your worth holding your value um, to me, it's about where I want to fit within my competition. Is that You follow? When I did Ace, I wanted it to be more expensive than Dom, more expensive than Crude, more expensive than Cristal. Um, that's the hardest part was, how do you convince people to buy it now? But if I dropped my price, I don't think it ever would have worked with any of these brands. If it doesn't work, if, if you drop your price, you're, you drop the brand, the value. Does that make sense? Yes, mm, it does.
1: You
2: drop Thank the you. price, you Thank drop the you. value. I of the that. God, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super glad that you came today. Um, my name is Oh. Uh, <clears throat> my bad. <laughs> my name is Ashan. Uh, oh, you can't hear me. All right. My name is Ashon, Um CEO of Sean, A-S-H-O-N, on Instagram. Um, so my question is, so I'm a night year entrepreneur, and my brand right now is kind of built around me, like my image, because people buy it for me because of me and what I can give to them. So my question is for you, how, what character qualities do you have to build for yourself in order to build a brand that's essentially faceless, where people don't know you for you, but they know you for Bel Air, they know you for your brand, but it can still get to that million-dollar phase? Wait. Say it. What character qualities do you have to build in order to get your brand to be, basically, grow internationally, but still be faceless, like people don't attach it to you directly. It, you know,
0: it's funny. In some ways, I wish I was you, <laughs> meaning, meaning, I didn't have, and I'm being honest. I didn't have. I wanted to be about the brand, but something different is happening today. I can be the brand, mm. and I didn't realize that until recently. And I can have a voice, and I can have a say, and I can. I can help my brand, so you're do, you are your brand. So you, to me, you have a leg up over everybody because <laughs> everything you're doing is promoting that, which I think is really interesting. Um, but I, I think you've got, uh, um, I think just putting get, the difference is I didn't have the confidence to put myself out there. I put the brands out there. Mm. You know, you're already doing it. So. Thank you.
2: Hello. Now I feel like I have to bend down. They're cool. um, they're good, is this they're okay? We're good? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm Sparkle Bailey. Thank you so much for coming and blessing us today. Um, okay, thank you. Um, I am a proud housewife. I've had several businesses, and they all failed, or I just let them go because that, my why was not appropriate. I've said that earlier today. My why was not appropriate. My passion is being a housewife. My passion is being available to my children and to my family. My passion is making sure that what I didn't have and what their dad didn't have, they have. My passion is making sure that there's no outside village member that's doing more or influencing my children more than me. So that's where my passion comes from. So I'm focused on building a business around helping others to see the beauty in being a housewife. My question is, well, I think you should. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all, y'all have literally, you have no idea what that applause means because I got teased and pointed. You know, they—they, they, m- my family, my family and my in laws, they were not having it. They were not hearing that because you're not contributing to the mm. household income, so you are not an asset. You are a liability. Mm. And that hurt. So thank y'all. Seriously, thank y'all for real. Thank y'all. Thank you. Excuse me, real quick. Y'all just let me make it. I'm going to pick it back off of Brit, but I know I'm the shit. I know that. I know that. This I know. I ain't going to cuss no more. I ain't going to cuss no more. I know better. I know better. Let's keep it clean. Yeah, we gotta keep it clean. I am the proud owner, although I closed my doors in September, I am the proud owner of the only black owned salad kitchen in Texas. Salad City. If you Google it, we got to do the question. Though. The, the question is how did you know? because i raised this baby i birthed and raised this baby and listening to you made me feel as though I, I probably need to follow your steps how did you know that was the business for you to sell that was the baby for you to sell because i'm having a really hard time people have offered to buy it but i'm i'm struggling with letting go
0: it it's uh, it, uh, it was beyond difficult because it's your it's a living thing you put everything into it um for me it was Uh, I needed I I had people around me who gave it good advice and that this is looked at it from an outsider's perspective and said Jesus now you have some money now you can do all these other brands now you don't have to deal with any investor or ever raise money again so it just it over it it was the best thing that could have ever happened Um, it gave me control it gave me the ability to do more Um, if that, if any of those things resonate for you, then that's why.
2: Did you have a rubric for choosing, or did you just go with the dollar amount? Oh, uh, like, would you sell to just anyone because no, they offered it you was, the money? No,
0: no, it was. Uh, I knew I wouldn't get more, and I knew I was getting paid something that in the it would take me years to get in the future. So, it, it made sense. Everything came together.
2: Okay, sure. I appreciate it. Thank sure. you. And by the way, my,
0: my wife is a housewife. I do not want her to work. She's got the hardest job in the whole frickin' world. That's a fact, that's a fact.
1: <laughs> you can probably do one more, and depending on how quick yours is, okay? So the first is long, it's her fault. Okay.
2: Go for it, go for it. I'm at empowered.sns on Instagram. So going back to your first brand, why not relaunch after you learned all the things that you did launching your second brand? Like, why did you not do the rebranding versus just doing away with?
0: I have other i I don't know. I have other ideas I want to do and try. Um, we still own it. We still own the mark. I don't know. It's it's more. For what it was and what it is, it's, just, it's done everything for me. It is successful. It is successful. It doesn't have to be brought in the world to be successful to me. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's allowed me to do everything else that's happened today. Um, and in some ways, I think I, I see better opportunities now and that, that are easier than doing that today. That's my answer. That's good. That's good. One more, we'll wrap up. All
5: right, I'll make this quick, I'll make this quick. Uh, My name is E, I own a restaurant called The Wing Bar in Atlanta, so y'all go get some chicken and some vegan wings. Um, (laughs) I also own a tequila brand that I just started uh, maybe about a year and a half ago. So I'm in the the beginning stages of that tequila brand. Uh, Samples are on the way. My question to you, number one, is would you be willing to take on my tequila brand (laughs) since you don't want to do yours? But what advice would you give someone starting out in the spirits industry, uh, especially with tequila? Uh,
0: it, well, my, our space, the one you're entering, the one I'm in, I, I think the, the biggest advice that I wish someone had told me is the US, based on the distribution laws, it's like 50 different countries. It, focus in Georgia first, if that's where you've got the most value. Okay. Uh, you, you don't have to jump into other markets. Just uh, fo- it, it would be the equivalent of me saying, "Do you want to do you want to launch in every single country in Europe? It's impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Focus in one market first. I wish I had
5: done that. And you said there is a distribution. You have distribution in Georgia. Yes. Because that's what we're finding difficulty in is finding distribution in Georgia, especially for tequila. Uh, a there's dist- a few
0: of them. Okay. The, Georgia's. I'm getting. In the weeds, Georges are called a franchise state. So the thing to be afraid, careful of, once you give it to a distributor, you can't get it back. Oh, okay. So it's uh so make sure once you have a distributor, you're happy with them.
5: Okay. All right. Thank you. Wow.
0: Uh,
1: look right, out so. for my
5: brand. Look out for my brand. It's coming. Re- Real Libre.
1: Absolutely. Can I have some free wings? Can I have some free wings? No. All right, you're paying attention. I was test. I was testing you.
0: Doesn't it suck when wealthy people have? <laughs> no, seriously, doesn't it suck when wealthy people have money and they want free shit?
1: <laughs> I love it. Look, Brett, um, thank you, man. Did y'all enjoy that? Yeah. I got one question for you. Um, because I like to see into the future and make predictions on the podcast. So I want to know what you see yourself doing, accomplishing where you'll be in the next five years or so, because I want to be able to look back at this recording and say, yo, five years ago, he said he was going to be doing that. And look, he actually did it. What do you see for yourself in five years?
0: Um, I... I, I any big goals? Then I've got new brands coming. I want the, I want to see them all succeed. That's it. That's all I want. I mean, I, I want. Again, it, it's an idea. You know, I've got two new brands coming out this year in two new categories. Uh, I know I'm going to get pushback from on both of them because they look different. They're weird. Do they,
1: you need an investor? Are you taking investors? Because I believe in you,
0: Brett. I want to see him succeed because then it means the little guy has made it, really. That that just, it means a lot to me. It means that, uh, I don't know, it, it gives the next person confidence because I was the one who didn't have it.
1: Who do you model? Is there somebody in the space that you model like the person that started, I don't know, Hennessy or, I don't know, like, is there anybody that you model and you hmm. follow?
0: No, I, my mother. Uh, <laughs> It sounds corny, but I swear she's, you know, I think fearless and clueless at the same time. and That's a good combination. <laughs> but, you know, it's not, there are business people I liked out there who did all sorts of really cool things, but.
1: But nobody in the space that you model?
0: No. I think I have the passion that my father has for the industry, so there's no questions. So I respect the hell out of him. Yeah um uh and i i can see what you're saying if i have that i'm blessed meaning that you know he had such he has such passion whenever he speaks about the industry cuz he loved it um maybe i think my parents both of them combined i think my parents that's
1: really cool cuz you're now i guess you're creating the blueprint for people to follow in this space
0: uh, yeah but i think i have no idea I love
1: Brett, man. he just make billions look so easy. Just, I mean, we just follow it. And but I, I yo, I, I really resonate with how you approach not only business but life. I could just kind of see your mindset towards things. And do you let things stress you out at all?
0: Do you get stressed? Of course. Of course. When you're when you're leading, all, flows to the, t- sorry. Uh, you, you're trying, you're doing good, you're doing it, good. Bro. It, it can, it, it's not a nice feeling when you're dealing, you got. everyone has put out fires all the time, right? You're always doing that, but at the same time, you gotta be the, everyone's biggest cheerleader. So, but who's your cheerleader, right? That's hard, uh, but I swear to God, for me, conferences like this, hearing other people talk, talking on my self-made, going to the conference that I was with you, My God, is it motivating? Hearing people's stories makes you just want to get back out there. That's why I love what you're doing. Whether it's this, whether it's the Monday morning, whether it's the mornings, it's like you need other people to pick you up. We all do. We need that. Absolutely. We love to have you on the call, too.
4: Yeah. So clap it up, man. Mr. Brad Barris, ladies and gentlemen.